Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Guard your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. This is huge. But we may be asking ourselves, you know, okay, I, I agree with that, but how does that play out in my life? And the way that you presented this, I'm like, wow, I don't think I've ever seen this verse unpacked like this before. Uh, first of all, let's talk about, before we get to the nuts and bolts of this, guarding our heart. Mm. Um, how would you define that? I mean, it seems obvious, but let's just start there. But yeah, it, it seems obvious, but I think uh, actually it's worth thinking about. It's a good question because the heart, all through the Bible, the heart is really the, the core of who we are. It's the driving force. Uh, in fact, some uh, theologians in the past have even called it the dictator of the human being, that it's in charge. Mm. And so the question then is, can we control that? You know, as humans, we like to think we're in control of ourselves, but can we actually control our hearts? Mm. Or are our hearts responsive to what's going on around us? You know, are, are we influenceable? I guess that's a new word, but it's a, a way to think about it. Like, can we simply determined to do something and that's the end of the story or in fact are we kind of wrestling with uh, a bit of a challenge on our insides mm. well you have a so, scale that you came up with that you're using and you're you're like you know what this is helping me take stock of what's getting through my eyes and on yeah. down to my heart and it's a scale that runs from what two below to three above yeah kind of like the weather here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go Ex yeah. No, I, I was just thinking about it because if, if I can't control my heart, what can I do? Well, like it says in Proverbs 4, I can guard it. And the way to guard my heart is to be aware of what's getting into it, you know, what those influences are coming in from the outside. So I was thinking purely in terms of what I'm looking at, you know, my what, what are my eyes giving attention to? And uh, so I started off with a simple scale, kind of a one, two, three. And, uh, and then the one ended up kind of getting split into a few different ones. And so that's why I've got a negative two, negative one, plus the one, two, three. Uh, but it's it's just a kind of a made-up scale of uh, evaluating the kind of things that my eyes are, are looking at. Well, let's mm -hmm. take a look at uh, being distractedly entertained. Let's start there. What level is that? Maybe level zero? Yeah, well, that's, that's what I thought, you know, like... Uh, the, the concept of entertainment is huge now. We're we're living in a world. I was kind of thinking that you know years ago, entertainment was was something that was out of the usual, out of the ordinary. So you go into the village and there's an animal doing something kind of funny that would be entertaining, or you know some break from the norm. But now we live in a world where there are industries generating entertainment. Uh, designed to attract us and to keep us hooked. And so I, I kind of feel like we need to give some thought to that. So I was thinking, yeah, you know, let's let's start with level zero for uh, being distractedly entertained. But the more I thought about it, the more I, I realized there's no standing still. You know, either we're doing something positive, leaning towards what God has for us, or we're leaning away, we're listening to the world, and the world is moving in a different direction. So I've got no level zero in this scale. And so I, I think dis, I, I've called distractedly entertained the negative one on the scale. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, things that aren't in themselves necessarily wrong, but they capture my attention. They draw me away from kind of functioning, doing anything purposeful and 
time disappears. And so it's not that I've been indulging in something evil, but my time has disappeared, just being frittered away because I've been captivated by some person doing something on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. So that's what I would call distracted entertainment. Yeah. That's well-defined, I yeah. think. And that's... Uh, Kate, stop yeah. watching the cat video over uh, yeah. there, you please. <laughs> well, that'll get <laughs> me, too. Stop? But it's like sometimes I think we think, well, it's not porn. It's not this terrible thing. But it still it's still It's taken up space yeah. in your brain and your attention. You know, it's just kind of, it's a time waster, isn't it? That's the deal. It is. And I think, you know, one way to evaluate it is is to think, you know, if if you're, you mentioned porn, if you're doing something that you know is is wrong, the moment someone walks into the room, you want to hide it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't want to be exposed to that. Right. I, I tend to think with the distracted entertainment, you know, if I'm with a friend or something, they might kind of find it funny. But, you know, if I think someone that, that cares about me, you know, my wife or my ch- children or someone, or even if the Lord himself were to walk into the room, would I be happy to just kind of keep watching it? Or would I start to feel awkward that actually this isn't, this isn't really worth it? This isn't really good. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so that kind of evaluation of of what I'm looking at based on somebody else's perspective, you know, it, porn's yeah. one thing, right, serious thing, but but honestly, we all know it's that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's easy to lose time on stuff that isn't in itself wrong. But mm-hmm. you kind of, you, you know, at the end of it, you're left feeling like, nah, that's kind of a waste of my time. That yeah, wasn't where great. where did those two hours go? Yes. Yeah, I and just, there's more to the series, you know. So. <laughs> keep clicking, keep exactly. clicking. Well, I, I have my granddaughter will walk in if I'm watching TV, and she'll sit down, and she won't say anything. And I've learned this is her message. I need to, I want conversation. So at that point, I have to press pause or turn off the TV and look at her and say, what's going on? And sometimes she just wants my face. You know what I mean? Wants mm-hmm. my face to look at her face. Yeah. And I think that's one of the problems with TV or that kind of entertainment. That was screens. Yes, screens yeah. in general. Yeah, for sure. What about, uh, we, we touched on this, the obvious, they're again being sinfully entertained. What eye level is that? Well, that's the one I've called negative two, like totally bottom of the scale. And it's it's just going to leave you feeling guilty, ashamed, empty drained it steals life um so yeah that sort of uh, overtly sinful entertainment obviously there's the example we've mentioned of pornography but i i also think there's other forms you know I, especially among christians but i think we can we can sort of be aware of the the overt evil of pornography and so we might stay away from that but then we can end up sort of pornographying if that's a word um, something sort of a, a sanctified lust or a sanctified mm-hmm. envy where we're watching a TV show or we're watching a movie or we're, you know, kind of fixing our eyes on something and it is not technically pornography, but in our hearts, that's the motivation, you know, and it could be something else. It could be looking at the rich and famous, you know, just kind uh-huh. of envying their style or mm-hmm. the cars they're driving Good or point. something. It's not purely a lust thing. It could be envy, could be jealousy, Whatever, but it, it's it's the kind of stuff that really is yucky. It leaves you guilty and ashamed, and kind of it's harder to confess. It's harder to admit to it. You know, one of the tricks of the enemy is you know most of us tend to be curious people. He can use curiosity to get us in the ditch real quick on this, can he? Oh yeah, absolutely. And the thing about it is, once you're in the ditch, it's really hard to get out. There's a uh, an addictive power 
to, to these kind of things. It's not, we all like to think, oh, I can stop at any time. But the reality is, you know, the, the, the hooks get into you and it, it can do some real damage. Our new friend Peter Mead from the UK, he's joining us from jolly old England this morning, and we're talking about what Solomon wrote in uh, Proverbs chapter 4, it's verse 23, guard your heart with mm. all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. So how do we do that in a practical way? And, and Peter has outlined kind of a little scale for us. We're talking about that, you know, we... Uh, if you're just joining us, just kind of a, a brief uh, recap. We have that, uh, you know, the you know, getting the stuff that gets through our eyes and then making its way down to our heart. So there's that that eye level stuff. We can be distractedly entertained. It's stuff that's not necessarily sinful, but we just kind of go down to rabbit hole. And whether it be uh, dog videos, right, Kate? Cat videos. Yes, on which and on can and happen. And, you just wake They're up. So cute. I, it's like we're watching this stuff, and you, and then suddenly you're like, okay, you click out of it, and you're like, where did the last two hours go? Yes. Yeah. And so that's very not very much. productive. So there's distractedly entertained. We talked about that. Also, sinfully entertained, which is very obvious with pornography and things we shouldn't be watching. And I might I just add here that uh, setting a, a guard around our heart, um, even if something is not sinful, if it is a trigger for us. We need to say, you know what? I'm not even going to click on that video. I'm not even going to read that article. I'm not even going to look at that picture. Because I know that that can create a spark when it comes to temptation for me. Yes. Yeah. Some things are obviously sinful. Other things can just be a catalyst for uh, sin in our lives. And that's different for each and every one of us. So those are the negative things going through the eye gate. So, Peter, let's talk about uh, some of the positive, the positive end of the scale, intentionally entertained. Describe that. Sure, yeah. I, I, didn't, I wouldn't want to kind of end up with entertainment being all negative because there is a place for it. And so I've called it intentionally entertained at the sort of plus one level. And I see that <clears throat> as really just the legitimate uses of, of entertainment media. So if I've prayerfully evaluated something and and feel like it's it's healthy maybe you know i'm taking a day off i'm resting i want to spend time with family with friends whatever it, you know it could be a tv show could be a movie it could be watching a what i would call football game with my son you would call that soccer mm-hmm. uh, you know that can that can be a good thing it can be healthy reading a book that's just fun you know just um, just to just to pass the time but in a sort of restful beneficial way there is something uh, you know about rest that is thoroughly biblical. God wants us to mm. to rest and to rejuvenate and to refresh and to uh, kind of re-energize our batteries to be able to carry on. So that's what I've called intentionally entertained. So where eye levels negative two and negative one that I described, they leave us guilty, ashamed, and worn down and frustrated. They zap our spiritual fervor. All of that leave us empty. Eye level uh, plus one entertainment can be. Can be, it can actually be very good for us. So we've got that. And then we have uh, informed, which is eye level two. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I think this is a, another one. I mean, like I said before, entertainment is a massive industry now that is out to get us, if you like. And so is the information world. You know, we are bombarded with information everywhere we turn uh, through the screens, through social media, uh, radio, obviously, everywhere there's information. And so, uh, I guess the 
there's a positive sense to that, right? It's it's helpful to be aware of what's going on. It's helpful to know what's happening on the other side of the world, what's happening on the other side of town, uh, what's happening in the government or whatever. Enter, uh, sorry, information is important. Uh, I guess the challenge for us is that we can kind of end up stuck there because there's so much of it. We can end up really thinking, well, this is good. This isn't sinful. This is helpful information. I'm learning. Therefore, it's it's as good as it gets. Um, so I, I, you know, as I was thinking about it, I was thinking that's true for for us as Christians. We can think our mental health, our knowledge, even our spirituality is being fed by the information that we're we're reading. But also, I mean, I'm I'm writing for preachers, for pastors, and uh, on the the blog where you found the article, biblicalpreaching.net. And as pastors, we can think, well, yeah, I'm doing my ministry based on the information that I'm learning and that I'm gaining. And we can kind of get trapped at this level of bombarding information that's just hitting us all the time. Mm. So it's good, but I don't think it's the end of the story. Mm. Yeah. You know, both of us have a history of uh, TV news. So you do, I find myself, I do start hunting stories sometimes. Yeah, it's like we're you have a nose for news, right? Yes. I mean, it's that's the way we're trained, you know, and we can just absorb it. But there again, you can wake up and you're like, oh, first of all, how much information do I really need? Right. Second of all, uh, where's the last five hours gone? And, you know, mm-hmm. there again, yeah. it's just, you have to be careful. All right, well, let's talk about eye level three. Um, and this is this is really important, you know. I mean, it's it's a situation where you you are enriched. So let's talk about that. That's probably the best level for us. That's a plus three. Yeah, I think it's the the place we need to get to. And it's the place that uh, entertainment and information are potentially going to try and keep us away from. You know, so the entertainment industry wants us caught up in it. Uh, and even information, you know, the, the sort of news cycle, like you described, we can watch the news with our brains switched off and just swallow what we're receiving or we can engage and think and be discerning but how can we be discerning we need we need some enrichment that goes beyond simply a flow of information so that's where i've i've kind of called this level three the the enriched level and i think this is really what we need in order to um, find health it's the the ultimate life-giving spiritually nourishing uh help that we need and i think there's a a significant difference and it but it's a, a kind of a discernible difference like we can feel it when we're reading something when we're watching something when we're uh you know engaging with something that's actually building us up you know our our hearts are leaping towards god we're growing in love for him we're growing in love for others there's a a spiritual fruitfulness that's coming from it and uh you know, my fear is that we kind of lose lose sight of that and get caught up with, well, I'm being informed, so this is it. Yeah. Actually, there's something incredibly enriching. I was just reading something by, I think it was John Wesley, randomly from 250, whatever, 300 years ago. And John Wesley was saying, you know, the minister should spend at least five hours out of every 24 reading. And I was like, well, that's a different age. But actually, you know, how much reading am I doing as a, as a pastor? Um, because if I take out social media and take out the information and think purely in terms of sitting there with a book, reading, it's kind of hard to, to think in terms of hours a day, but maybe it needs to be that. You know, maybe it, that's the stuff that is going to nourish my soul and fill my tank and give me something to share that's beneficial with others. 
There again, John Wesley, though, when he was riding around uh, England and preaching, he was riding on horseback, obviously. He was always uh, reading a book, but he had a lot of downtime uh, when he was riding on a horse. So it was a different time, but the principle is still valid, isn't it? Maybe he'd be listening to audiobooks today as he commuted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as he commuted. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, well, let's land this plane here for those who find themselves struggling. And, and we should mention that uh, if you want to guard your heart, the best way to do that is through your private time alone with the Lord and building your relationship in the secret place with the Lord in your prayer closet where you do your devotions. It's not a have to, it's a get to and a want to. Do we do it perfectly every day? No, but that's what we should strive for because that is where we get our power. It's in our relationship with the Lord and our thoughts, you know, to think his thoughts after him. We have to be people of the word. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, by the way, and it's the beginning of a new year, and you're like, I, I was going to read the Bible through this year, I've already gotten behind on my Bible reading plan, don't give up, press on, small bites, meditate, think about what you're reading. And the more you take in the truth of God, the more it becomes the the fiber of your life. It's interwoven. And, and uh, Peter, some thoughts on that, uh, very practically speaking, before we say goodbye. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. We need to spend time in the Word. That's the ultimate uh, form of enrichment. I've uh, I just started releasing some videos on YouTube that are, I've, I've called them Enjoying the Word, but just little five-minute videos really thinking about how can we enjoy the Bible? What, what does it take to read it and to feed on it and to be able to understand it and feed ourselves? And so, yeah, everyone struggles. It's a spiritual battle, but that's where we're going to find life. That's where God's revealing himself to us. And so anything we can do to get into the Bible and get the Bible into us, that's going to be the thing that uh, really builds up our heart and, and gives us life and leads us forward in a way that's going to be healthy. Right. And with our prayer life, too, you know, mm -hmm. as we're, you know, a lot of us struggle there. We're like, okay, well, my mind wanders on and on it goes. But, you know, the more you spend time in God's Word, yes, the more you pray, uh, the less time you're going to have to end up like we were talking about in the ditch. And and I might add something else. When you are alone, it can be especially dangerous. The enemy likes to target us. So we need to be intentional, right, Peter, and have a plan so that we don't allow ourselves to be you know, tempted and uh, drawn into a trap that he set for us need to be intentional. And the other thing I would add to that is that, uh, like you said, there's a there's a danger uh, of being alone. Uh, I heard somebody say once that the power of sin is in the secret of it. Mm. And so if you bring it into the light, it suddenly loses a whole lot of power. So for anyone that's really in a tough place, struggling with what they're doing with their eyes or whatever, uh, you need to talk to somebody. You know, obviously, pray and read your Bible, but you need to open up with a pastor or a friend or somebody, bring it into the light. And uh, God is uh, very gracious and very helpful for us in those struggle times. Peter, you mentioned uh, some videos about reading the Bible, yep. also online. Where can we find all your stuff? So, two places. Uh, I write on biblicalpreaching.net. That's the blog, kind mm -hmm. of for preachers and ministers, but there's a lot of Bible content on there for, yeah. for anyone that's interested. Uh, and then on YouTube, we've got a channel, Cordeo is on YouTube, and uh, I'd love to 
uh, have people find that and subscribe there. Uh, last year, I went through the Book of Psalms, short videos through one video for every psalm. And uh, this year now, looking at uh, studying the Bible and reading the Bible and how to make the most of that. That's called Enjoying the Word on YouTube. But if you search my name or Enjoying the Word or Cordeo, hopefully you can find it. Kate, we have to post that yes, on our Facebook page. I'm working on that now. All right, so we'll do that. Hey, Peter, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. It's always a pleasure to uh, to have somebody from the UK join us, and we appreciate your ministry. Thank you so much. That's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.